Hey everybody, it's Jake and I am alone in the basement. Uh, as I was saying today on Facebook, uh, if you do follow the Facebook at all, uh, we're 18 days away from ICW No Holds Bars Deathmatch Circus Weekend. And to celebrate that, uh, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of people uh, over the next 18 days who are going to be in involved with that show. Because uh, I'm super excited and I am going. Uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm just so excited. And for the first interview, I'm going to be talking to a guy who uh, I was a little bit nervous to ask. I'm not going to lie. I, I was floored when he agreed. Uh, I, I'm just so excited. This is a guy who, uh, as always on my show, as you know, I try to like get dudes that I really enjoy that sometimes I think uh, don't maybe get enough credit. Uh, but I could be wrong because I feel like everybody's talking about this guy. Oren Veit is one of the the best deathmatch wrestlers going in America today. And just everything he does is crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's not even words for it. And I'm just uh, a huge fan. And I can't wait to, to talk and get more insight on his, his career so far. And especially his, you know, 2019 and start of 2020 because it was just fucking all cylinders firing at that point. So, uh, you know the deal by now. Sit through the ad. And then on the way back, we're going to be talking to the Wizard King, Oren Vite. All right, everybody. We are back, and we are with the Wizard King, Oren Vite. Again, man, thank you so much. I am just, I'm floored, starstruck, to be honest. Hey, glad glad to do it. Uh, I'm a huge dude for nicknames in wrestling. I love them. There's just, having them, I think, you know, brings everything to that, like, crazy level to me i don't know why i just wanted to get this one out. where does the wizard king come from because that is one of the coolest fucking nicknames in wrestling <laughs> the the wizard king comes from uh an anime called black clover uh the the whole the whole point of it is like they're trying to become the the next wizard king so i uh i'm a huge anime nerd and i heard that and decided time to rebrand yeah, go! I, I love it, man. I was like, that is a fucking sweet name, <laughs> especially in deathmatch oh, yeah. wrestling. Uh, so uh, we're just gonna get on this one. This one's gonna be a little different than uh, our normal interviews. Uh, Oren was very straightforward that uh, how we got into wrestling and stuff isn't that interesting. So it works for me. We're gonna move on to the real interesting stuff. Um, now, if I remember my research right, you've uh, been wrestling like five years now. Yeah, yeah, just just a little over five years. Now, how long had you been wrestling before you got into your first deathmatch? Uh, it was probably about three years or so. Um, and then an opportunity came up to do uh, Prince of the Deathmatch for IWA Mid-South. And I took it, and I did my first one, and I was hooked. I love how that's the start. It's, it's just straight up, you know, IWA Mid-South and their ridiculous deathmatch tournaments. And it was, you know... Prince of the Dead matches, and that's how it the the ball starts rolling. Yeah, yeah, I got I had been to IWA a couple times, and the opportunity arose, and I said, "Hey, I if you're looking for guys, I really want to try my hand to death matches." And they're like, "Sure, join up." <laughs> and after you know the tournament, uh, there was nothing that made you think, "Okay, one and done." No, that was all that made me think was. Oh my God! I'm gonna do this forever. This is this is what I want to do with my career. That's that's awesome, man. And as I was saying on the intro uh, before I even had you on, to me, you're just you're one of the best deathmatch dudes in the country right now, hands down. And to just hear that's how it started is just crazy to me. And I I'm super grateful to have worked with a lot of guys and to have helped me get to a level 
that I feel like I'm one of the best going right now, that I feel like I can put my name with those guys. And it's, it's all because I got to be around them and be in these, these moments where the stakes were super high. If you didn't deliver, you were going to be laughed out of there. Yeah, and that makes sense because, I mean, while it's a, like a niche market of wrestling – and there's a lot of people who don't get it. The people that do are very diehard, and they just want to see the best people involved. So that makes sense that it's like that kind of mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, that's the best thing about Deathmatch fans is they are diehard. They, they support, I, I would argue, better than regular wrestling fans. Um, they, like, they really care about who you are as a person, not just your wrestling persona in the ring. They care about, like, they want to know you. They want to care and they want to be invested in who you are. And they really, there's a lot stronger connection with Deathmatch fans than I found with normal fans. Yeah, and that makes sense to me mostly because of how I feel like sometimes normal fans maybe look at Nick Gage and, you know, they, they like think of what they've heard before and, you know, the CZW stuff and, you know, when he went away and then came back and they're just like, oh, fuck that guy. But then when you realize how actual great of a person he is, most people wouldn't take the time to learn that. No, no, no. They, they just, they just take it at face value and they're like, Oh, Nope. That's uh, I have made my, uh, I've made my decision. and <laughs> That's it. Uh, now, as I was kind of saying uh, earlier, your 2019 and the start of 2020 was just like, I feel like, you know, the boom period for you where I had kind of heard of you before, but once, you know, the year started, you were fucking everywhere. Uh, you got to start in GCW, you went to Mexico, uh, you won ICW Milwaukee's Milwaukee Best Tournament, an Insane 8, you got to go to Japan, you main evented Shinkiba, and you got to wrestle in Corican Hall. Uh, when you think back of last year, are, what are some of the standout moments like from your perspective? Man... There's been so many, and it's it's so surreal to look at my career and think that I've already done everything that I wanted to do. Um, like, at, already at five years in, I like my goal getting into wrestling was I wanted to go to Japan. I gave myself five years to get to Japan, and I did that. And I have blows my mind still to this day to think about the fact that that happened. Um, I being at Hurricane Hall. Main eventing that first night in Japan against Takeda, uh, the the match I had with G Raver, the match I had with Eric Ryan, um, man, there, there's been so many cool, cool moments. Just the tour of Mexico, being down there with G Raver, and really like becoming a family with all the people down in DTU, and they were all so close and so welcoming, and it was such a surreal experience. And I, I know why G Raver looks at it so fondly. It's because they they truly treat you like family, and that was that was super cool. I can't wait to go back. Uh, there there was a lot of really cool moments that I've I've had in the last year and a half or so, and I'm I'm super grateful. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the death match with G Raver, uh, which was I think January twelfth. Uh, that was one of those matches where, as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, holy shit. Now I kind of see why some people watch that watch death matches and go, oh god, like that was just one of the the craziest ones I've ever seen. And I don't feel like anything was like super over the top, but just something about the way it hit. I was like, fuck, these guys are going in. <laughs> yeah, uh, G River and I 
instantly had chemistry uh, from the second we, we started talking. And then we were able to go out there and deliver. And I people still talk about that match. Um, it, it still gets brought up. Gifts still get shared. And people are still discovering it, which is awesome. I love it. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of that match. Because, yeah, it wasn't... There was nothing too crazy, too wild. There was, you know, one or two spots where maybe people were like, "Oh God, my uh, my stomach can't handle this." <laughs> but, but like we we just went in, and he was he was of the mindset that it's time to make this kid a star, and it's time to to see if this kid has what it takes. And he he put me in the best position to deliver, and I'm I'm super grateful to G Raver for that, and to be able to have like shared the ring with him and in other capacities in the like in coming months after that was awesome. Oh yeah, I loved it when you guys were tagging together. That was great and it kind of sucks. I wish that would have lasted longer. Yeah, it sucks what happened to him. Uh, I hope he's healing as best as he can. I haven't heard any details lately, but I really miss him a lot, so I hope he can you know, we can see him again eventually. We we all hope that because he's one of he's easily one of the best in the world. And he's just Man, his look is terrifying. I love all of that. <laughs> uh, now, now, you're a guy who's also incredibly versatile. Not only are you an amazing deathmatch wrestler, you're just a good wrestler overall. And you've also participated in the no-ring deathmatches, which I'll, I'll admit, at first I was kind of skeptical. Like, how is this going to work? And then when I started seeing them, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I get it now. Uh, how different is that, like, atmosphere? Oh man, it's it's totally unlike anything else. Uh, it feels like you're at a punk rock concert, but it's also like Fight Club. Um, the the time bomb like time bomb pro shows up in North Dakota. He has bands in between, so it's got like you have fans there that aren't wrestling fans. They a lot of them have never seen anything like this, so they get a, a little bit of stuff before the before the main in terms of. No ring matches, a little bit of ha ha, a little bit of a little bit of stuff, and then finally the the main comes and it's it's a bloody like horrific death match, and I all these fans walk away from it going like, oh my god, that was the craziest, coolest thing I've ever seen. Like I also got to imagine for you, it has to be crazy to think like, you know, in 2018 you're just you know kind of working all over, and then in 2019. You are now somehow in North Dakota working a no ring death match with Tremont and just this this crazy venue. Like that's gotta seem so surreal. Man, I I, I even cut a promo be- before the match just on the fly because that that exact thought hit me. Like I was wrestling in a bar <laughs> in Fargo, North Dakota, where oddly enough I had like a, not at that bar, but in Fargo was where I had the very first match of my career. Oh, man. Um, and to be in that bar, a packed bar, against one of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers of all time, um, in Matt Tremont, and to have to be in that environment and to be in that situation was so surreal to me, and it was so so cool to like look at like man. We're here in the middle of nowhere, and all these fans are here, and we're about to have this crazy death match. It was it was super cool, and one of the moments I look back on super fondly. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what kind of stuck out to me because I mean, I feel like you're in the Midwest, so I don't know how it, yep. it, it's you know relate out there, but kind of like over here on the East Coast kind of things. You know, we hear the Dakotas, and we 
Don't think of much. Just like an open, empty, barren space. So of all places for that match to be, and I can't recommend enough, it is on IWTV, so if you guys are subscribers, please go and watch. You guys go all over the bar. You take that spot on the, the barbed wire board on the actual bar. It was just everything about that match is insane. It was it was very bloody. Oh, it was. It was very bloody. Yeah, because I remember when uh, your hand gets messed up towards the end, and I, yeah. you guys are, like, trying to tape it, and it just won't even stick. And I'm just like, oh, God, this must be serious. The, the best is when I was sitting in the locker room afterwards, and I'm super calm. I'm pretty used to this stuff. And there's there's a couple a couple women there that were were trying their best to doctor me up, and they're freaking out, saying like, "Oh, just just stay calm." And I'm like, "I'm calm. It's all good." <laughs> they they take the they take the cover off, and it just squirts across the room. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, I know this is kind of a uh, a, a way weird way back re- reference, but uh, somewhere I have this ancient DVD of Ricky Shane Page when he was still yarding as Ricky Crash. And he was doing his uh, alternate unmasked uh, gimmick, like Ricky the Boy Band Reject. And he was working a death match, and something happens in it where they cut it short. And he, like, walks up to the camera and then uncovers his arm, and it just starts squirting into the camera. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Um, oh, where'd that go? Where'd my notes go? <laughs> now, uh, we're just going to get up to... Uh, you know, what's current because uh, you're lucky enough to where now you are able to wrestle again. Some things over here are kind of slow. Uh, a lot of the Northeast isn't opening up yet except for New Jersey, and I, I praise them for everything they're doing. But uh, you have uh, your first IW Mid-South King of the Death match coming up. I do. And uh, that's got to be nuts, and it's your first one. How does it feel to be included this year? Oh, dude, it's it's big for me. That was that I think if you're a deathmatch wrestler and being in that tournament isn't on your list, you're lying. Um, it's it's one of the the biggest deathmatch tournaments of all time, uh, and I really I really think that this year we we do have a stacked field with some some guys that aren't aren't big names. There's a lot of first timers, but I think we're really really going to deliver. I think Ian has has put it together and is is really prepared to. To deliver this year since we didn't have it last year i think i think it's it's really it's really meant to happen this year yeah and as you said this field is absolutely insane and they've come out with the stipulations already and some of these matches are absolutely nuts for like even the first round you have jimmy lloyd in the first round and i can't believe all the stuff that i'm about to read it's a world series of electrified tubes match with pools of lemon juice, salt, and rubbing alcohol along the ring, as well as pits of insulation. How fucking crazy is this match? And, like, how do you even mentally go, all right, I'm ready for this? <laughs> when I saw it, I just shook my head. And because initially, the first thing I read was World Series of Electrified Light Tubes. I was pumped for that. I love World Series of anything. That's That was the, the match that I had with uh, John Calvin... Uh, at Guardians of Hardcore 2 was a World Series of Glass match, and that was that was one of my favorite stipulations to do. I wish we would do it more. But uh, I saw that, and I was like, hell yeah! And then I saw everything else, and I was like, oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Uh, yeah, I can, I can only imagine that. And I mean, uh, electrified tubes isn't like, you know, 
it's not a brand new avenue to you. You uh, in your last year's insane eight, uh, where you beat Nick Gage, which is was also a gigantic, crazy accomplishment. There was some electrified tubes there, so at least at least you're ready for that. But I can't even. I don't know why, but the one that sticks out to me the most there is like pits of insulation, because I just feel like that's going to be so fucking itchy. <laughs> like it's it's we're itchy enough with all of our cuts. The, the insulation is <laughs> going to be a trillion times worse. Oh, and I just, I'm only going to remember that one, like, Family Guy skit where the <laughs> one guy was like, oh, there was some house fire or something, and uh, the doctor's going on about how he won't burn in hell because of all the Owens, Owens Corning fiberglass insulation in his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the insulation is, it's not a fun stipulation, but... Hopefully I don't have to deal with it. Knowing Jimmy will have to deal with it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, even though the field is crazy stacked, uh, how do you think your chances are in the tournament? I feel good. Um, I feel like I really have something to still prove. I feel like I've got the big chip on my shoulder um, just in general. So I I feel really good about my chances. I, I feel like I'm I'm locked in. And I'm I'm really ready for this. Uh, I already said it on uh, one of the deathmatch groups on Facebook. You're my pick to win. I definitely think this is your year. I really do. I I I think so too. I think that I've my resume leading up to it speaks for itself, and I think that this will this will be a platform I've wanted for a really long time. So I'm I'm really ready for it. Yeah, and uh, for those listening, uh, there is a, a double pack on fight available. It's twenty four ninety nine for both nights, and that's really uh, you can't ask for a better price. And you don't have to wait to watch it for it to come up on like Smart Mark or IWTV. You can catch this live, and it's going to be yeah. fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from there, uh, you know, you're, you, the month just becomes busier. And uh, this is where uh, I'm actually going to be able to see you live for the first time, and I'm so fucking excited. Uh, on August 7th and 8th, uh, you show up in ICW No Holds Barred for the Deathmatch Circus. Both your matches have been announced. Uh, on night one, you're facing Alex Ocean, and I, this is the first time you guys are going to face each other, right? Yep. yep. And uh, you've done a lot of crazy stipulations uh, you know, everywhere. Uh, how different is it, though, going to be in a ring where there are no ropes. I mean, you've done barbed wire ropes, but are the chain ropes going to be something that's different? Yeah, it's. I think it's definitely a, a totally different feel because um, no rope barbed wire, you know, you, you kind of, once you do it a couple times, you get a feel for it. Um, and, like, no ring stuff, you get a feel for it. But with chains, it's a little different. You, you really have to kind of be innovative and it's working in a totally different world and you got the platforms you don't have turnbuckles you know it's it's really really different and i'm i'm really interested to see how it's gonna how it's gonna be and learning the learning the environment of it but i think what they're doing is super cool and i think it's completely different and it set themselves apart and i think them locking into that and kind of saying this is what we do was a really good choice yeah i was i was firmly behind it when they switched because uh I mean, it's weird in the sense of, I feel like with deathmatch wrestling, uh, sometimes people, you know, want to keep pushing it further and further into the crazy. And while I do understand that, sometimes it's almost like scary of what are you guys going to think next? And for it to kind of be something, I don't want to say so simple, but it seems that way to just kind of, 
you know, replace the ropes with chains and, you know, remove the turnbuckle pads and put on platforms. It really makes them different from everyone else around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's definitely allowed for a totally different feel, totally different environment. And it's really hard in today's day and age to do something that will set yourself apart, and they did it. Yeah. And, you know, props to Danny for that, for really, you know, doing something innovative in a time where it feels like everything's, almost everything's been seen in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, night two, this one, I told uh, Akira, this is worth the drive down alone for me. Uh, I loved your Frozen Tundra match in ICW Milwaukee. Can't recommend that enough. Uh, The digital downloads on Smartmark. Uh, it was only like five bucks. Seriously, get it. And for what you guys did in that small of a venue, now you have all this room. I mean, you're outside. There's literally a, a thousand things that could happen. How crazy do you think this match is going to get? No, oh, I, I think that both both of these nights and both of my matches will be talked about for a really long time to come. I think that... These are two young, hungry guys that want to show that they belong and feel as if they belong. And I, I'm really excited to, to get in there with these young kids and show them who the young kid was before them and, uh, and kind of remind everybody that uh, there, there was somebody that came before these kids. So not, not to forget that I exist. And you know what? I feel like that kind of is the story going into this that maybe a lot of people haven't picked up because it wasn't so long ago where you were kind of in the similar position. And now uh, it does kind of feel like Akira and Alex have, you know, blown up over the past few weeks and you're going to stroll back in there and kind of remind everyone of who you are and what you do, especially when it's going to be on the heels of King of the Death match. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a, it's a perfect storm to to make something happen, and I think I want to thank Danny for that and for giving me that opportunity for not like for not forgetting about me when when shows came back and things started rolling. I mean, obviously, outside of ICW Milwaukee, where that's my home, I'm going to be on everything anyway, and uh, you know, I I will always be there. Uh, Ian obviously decided to put me in King of the Death matches, but. Other than that, my number didn't get called. You know, I was I was sitting on the shelf, and shows were back up and running. Things were going on, even semi-close to me. Nothing was happening. My messages weren't blowing up. But then this circus came up. I got a message and said, hey, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to be a part of, part of this group and this family. And I was like, absolutely, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, and, uh, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. Yeah, and it was, as you were saying, as things are starting to pick up, I honestly was surprised when I didn't see you on, you know, listed on the card for the first GCW show that was back in Indiana. I was like, wait, where's Oren? Like, it just it made sense yeah. to me that I thought you would have been there. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm, I'm kind of bitter uh, that, you know, stuff like that happens and you get forgot about for these, for these other guys that are, you know, they're, they're a different style of wrestling, and and I get that you know sometimes you can't you can't offer death matches all the time you know, and that's that's my my forte whether or not I can go in the ring, but that is that's kind of my my billing is is as a death match guy. So I was left off of these things, and I my name wasn't wasn't recognized, and then all my friends went out and killed it on the on the first two no holds barred shows. So then they get. You know their their names blast back into 
in everybody's minds while mine's still sitting on the shelf and people are forgetting. So I think that this this King of the Death match and this circus are, are a huge opportunity for me to remind people who I am and why I got to where I got to the last two years. Yeah, man. And as I was saying, uh, you're a dude who I've, you know, been watching now uh, since your GCW debut. Uh, your dude, I was definitely not forgetting about. I was just wondering, you know, what when was it gonna, your name going to show up? And to hear that you were going to be at a show that I had already bought tickets to, I marked. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> I was like a five year old fucking screaming on the other end of my phone. Uh, my wife isn't really a big wrestling fan. Uh, she doesn't get death matches. She cringes when I even try to like show them to her. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, Orin Veidt's going to be there. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, whatever. Listen, just understand <laughs> that I am very excited for this. <laughs> and uh, and then after No Holds Barred, uh, well, you already have a match. Ne- you mentioned ICW Milwaukee already. Uh, you, you have a match next weekend, right? Or this weekend? Uh, yeah, this upcoming weekend, yep. And uh, you're defending your uh, alternative title, which, have you held it Correct. for a year straight now? It's got to be Dude, close. it's been a long time. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the, when I wasn't the alternative champion. I I won it, at, not last year's Insane 8, but the Insane 8 prior. Oh, and Jesus. I've only not held it for about 20 days. That is, that is insane. And uh, I actually uh, reached out to dysfunction about the tournament because uh as i was telling him uh and you're a big part of this too because you're you're one of the main guys there to me icw milwaukee might be the most slept on promotion in not only the midwest but maybe just this side of the country you guys don't get enough credit there's so many great wrestlers there that uh, you don't really see a lot of other places and i love that sometimes about promotions where you guys kind of have your own roster and it, it just makes sense for what's going on and literally not enough credit we at do. all. And and I, I stand by what, what we do. I mean, right now we're not, due to due to COVID, we're not allowed to run in our, our normal home venue, which has the coolest feeling. Um, but our roster is different. It's special to us. Like, you don't see the same guys that you see everywhere else. And Dysfunction's mindful of that. He's like, I don't want to be GCW light. I don't want to be, you know, this or that. I want... I want to showcase dudes that you don't see everywhere. Like, I'll, I'll use guys that you see everywhere, but, like, I don't want to use them all the time. I want to use our guys, and I want to, like, make our guys better. And I've got, you know, there's, there's two dudes that, that ride with me pretty often, uh, Damon Striggle and Ricky Norin. Ricky Norin has been killing it in death matches. This dude, oh, yeah. if, if, I think the Insane Eight is his breakout time. I think him and Schlack in the first round, everybody's going to be talking about Ricky Norton. I think this kid is, he's the future. He's got it. He, he wants it. He's got it. He's creative. He loves this shit. Um, but we, we've got a special roster, and we deliver every single show, no matter what it is, who's on it, what we're doing. It's, it's always fire. And it, I, can't, I can't remember the last time we didn't sell a show out. It's, it feels like home. It's the coolest environment. It's, it's awesome. Uh, you mentioned Ricky Norton. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Anyone who's listening, uh, if you have IWTV, uh, they, uh, you guys had a, uh, a no-ring death match on Time Bomb 5. Uh, and uh, if you go on Smart Mark, uh, the, oh, come on, it'll come to me. September 12th show of last year uh, for the ICW no-ring show, you guys also had a match. And both were just insane. And I don't know why, but Ricky Norton, just his face, 
the way he acts, like his just his like little witty things totally reminds him of one of my dad's friends growing up. And it's just this weird connection where I feel like like he's reaching through me to me through the screen. And I'm like, <laughs> this is so fucking weird. And I fucking love this guy. <laughs> like I was and he decided that hey man I need to like can I give my like can I try my hand at this deathmatch shit and I was like yeah bro if you really want to and I told him like if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it and like and he did it and man he has like he's grown every single deathmatch I watch him do he just was in the um god the deathmatch challenge that we do every February uh, it's either like February or January that we do the Deathmatch Challenge, and man, Ricky delivered. He got he was in the the main event for a second year straight, and he absolutely delivered. He is he's the guy you need to watch. I mean, Murdoch and I is going to be insane, and that that's a, a dream match of mine. Don't don't look past that. We're going to tear the house down, but Ricky Norton will be on everybody's minds and on everybody's lips after that insane eight. Mark my words. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. This is as I was saying, just though he's he is, he's so good and he doesn't get the credit. And I, I can't wait. It's just gonna be awesome to see what he does in this tournament. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. And uh, you just mentioned John Wayne Murdoch. I was going to get there. You brought it up first, which is a great transition, honestly, for me. Uh, this tournament is stacked. There is so many good people in it. And it's just, you know, I hope everyone's paying attention. Uh, I don't know if Dysfunction said it's going to be on fight this year or not yet, but I'm hoping there's some type of live stream. I, I, I want to see this live. I think we're trying to. I think we're, we're trying to make it work. The, the venue's a little tricky because it's outside. It's not it's not our normal venue, so things are a little trickier. But I, I think we're trying to make it happen. And I'm glad you, you brought up that it's not your normal venue because uh, how I discovered ICW Milwaukee was uh, I was on one of the groups, and they were talking about how like they couldn't name any indies in Wisconsin, and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. There's indies everywhere, and that's when I I found that one. I was like, holy fuck, why isn't anyone talking about this? And I was talking to Dysfunction, but I goes, oh no, Wisconsin has a solid indie scene. And I was like, well, well what the fuck? But I was like, dude, you guys are great, and that venue is it like a Mexican bar cafe type deal? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like a dance club. <laughs> It's so perfect. I mean, I, I get everybody, you know, to me, venues are a big deal to what makes wrestling so special. And some people might look at that and go, oh, that's way too small. No. Some venues like that, just the whole atmosphere and everyone being so close to that ring has to make that whole, like, the air has to be full of, like, fucking electricity. It has to be nuts. Oh, it is. It is. Like, in... The number of times I've gotten goosebumps when my music has hit and the crowd erupts is I can't I can't count it on both my hands. It's it's so cool and it's so intimate. Like you're when you're selling on the ropes or you're bleeding and you're trying to crawl up the ropes, they're right there. They are they're right they're inches away from you and they're getting the blood on them. They're getting the glass flying at them and they're loving every second. It's when when we do insane eight, I think we pack maybe two hundred people in there, like sardines in a can, and it's the loudest. Like you can't hear; it's so deafening. the The finals of Tremont and I of last year's insane eight, Eric Ryan says it on commentary. Like 
what you're hearing on the stream is not doing justice to how loud it is. It was so deafening, and Tremont and I just stood there and just let it go for a solid, like, three or four minutes. And it was one of the coolest moments of my career, just hearing that crowd just come unglued. And that was one of my favorite death matches of last year. Just, oh, I can't say enough great things about the match, especially for all the shit you guys had to go through previously in the night to then go out and do that. It was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we, we both went through the best of the best. <laughs> and, like, we, we, got, we got to the end and we were both, it was so hot. We were both exhausted. And then we went out there for a solid, like, 20 minutes and just went to war. We thought we had gone through all the light tubes, and then dysfunction threw us another, you know, 50 light tubes, and it was it was an absolute war. And it's it's one of my one of the biggest moments of my career because to be in the finals of a deathmatch tournament with like the man of deathmatch tournaments, it was surreal in of itself. And then to win that was was unreal. And if anyone hasn't seen it, which I totally recommend, uh, you can also pick that up on Smartmark. In one night, you beat Alex Colon, Nick Gage, and Matt Tremont. You beat, like, one of the trinities of deathmatch wrestling. And to me, that was, like, the big, huge, Orin, you know, has hit the big-time deal to me. Oh, yeah, dude. It was a murderer's row of fucking people. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was heavy. Yeah, and it, it just, you could tell after, you know, it, it was over, and you know your your orange two belts, and you know you won it all. It, it, you could just tell how much it meant to you. And, and it, if you if you watch the first Insane Eight Two, which is also on Smartmark, like if you watch that, you you see that that's the first time I'd ever won a championship, the first time I've ever won a tournament, the first any of that. You see this raw emotion from that crowd that I you know consider home, and you you see that raw emotion. It's the same with with that finals, I gave everything I had and, and to go, to go to war with three of the best, Alex and I, I think put in like 15, 20 minutes in the first round. Oh, you did. It was insane. And, <laughs> and I was, I was shot. I was like, I, I won and I couldn't even stand up right away. It took me a solid 30 seconds just to get to my feet. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to do, you know, I have to do another round. I have to get through another round. And then if I do that, I've got another one. Like, it's daunting, but it was it was definitely a, a huge crowning moment in my career. And uh, this year, it's August 30th. Uh, as you said, first round, John Wayne Murdoch, another one of these perennial top-tier American deathmatch dudes. Uh, and for that to be the opening, I mean, it's like last year when you had to face Alex. I mean, this is a main event anywhere in the country or, you know, even other countries. That could totally main event in Mexico or Canada. And oh, yeah. to have that as the first, is that, like, daunting at all? It, it is, but I know, I know how good John is, and I know what I'm capable of. And so I know that no matter what the result is, it's going to be a war, and people are going to be talking about it for a long, long time. And, and the way I look at the Insane 8 at this point is, Every match has that that main event ability. Oh and yeah. So we're so we got to go out there and we gotta we gotta look at it like it's a main event. And then if we can get through that, then we then we have another main <laughs> event to get through. And then we got one more if we can get through that. You know. 
Uh, do you think that there's a, a good chance of you winning it again this year? Man, a three-peat would be surreal. Right? <laughs> but uh, I, I feel good. I feel good. I think uh, I, I look at I look at the other guys in the bracket, and you see guys like Schlack, and you're like, oh, boy. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to face Schlack in a finals. I think I'd be shot, and that guy's his energy doesn't stop. <laughs> it never runs out. Schleck is one of those dudes where uh, I'm actually excited to kind of see him in person, but he scares the fuck out of me on the other side of the screen. So to kind of look him in the eyes, I'm I'm, a ner- I'm honestly nervous. I know people are, might be laughing at that, but I don't know what it is about Schleck. But he, he's I love him, guy. but he's fucking him, terrifying. He is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Like when when I was seeing like the pictures of you guys in Japan and just him on the train and and stuff, I'm like, how are people not fucking scared to death when he just oh, fucking dude, steps I, on the train? I wondered the same thing. <laughs> like they they literally called him like like baby Godzilla because he looks like <laughs> a little Godzilla. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, I I can't wait for for all of these these things to watch. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so pumped, and I can't wait to actually see you live uh, at ICW No Holds Barred. Uh, now, uh, I, I usually, when I ask these random questions coming up, they're mostly, they're usually not wrestling related at all, but I do have some dumb deathmatch questions I have to ask. So is it okay if I, I start asking these questions? Yeah. Yep. Right. I've, I've got D here in a little bit. So rapid fire. All right. Uh, the first one's always important to me. Grape or strawberry jelly? Oh, great. Come on. Thank you. Grape jelly gang for life. Uh, this one, what honestly hurts more, Legos or light tubes? Legos. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. My wife brought my kids Legos home for the first time uh, like two days ago, and I've done nothing but step on them, and I feel like it's going to yeah. be a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah. What kind of laundry detergent do you use to get those white tr- uh, the white tights clean every time? Dawn dish soap. Really? Yep, Dawn Blue Dawn dish soap. That's the move. Wow. I didn't think that was going to be it. Uh, what was the grossest food you had in Japan? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm a vegetarian, so I ate really, really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, everything was delicious. I love Japan food. I can't. I would live in Japan just to eat. It's so good. I mean, I've heard some horror stories. But that's mostly people who don't like seafood. So for you, you you got a good end of it. Yeah, I did. I, I got I got lucky. Uh, and then uh, we'll just wrap it up with this one, the last one. It's the standard bearer of the show. What's the creepiest basement you've ever been in, and why? Oh god! So I uh, I work I work a, a real job at uh, at Service Master, and I I basically at people's houses flood. I go I go take care of it. I have been in so many creepy basements, but the the worst, I'd say the worst creepiest basement I've ever been into is one that was, like, filled with four feet of, like, disgusting sewage water. Oh! And then it had, it had spiders everywhere, <laughs> and it had, like, floating jars that had a God knows what in it, oh and it God. was easily the, the grossest, creepiest place i've ever been in uh i'm I'm not gonna lie i thought you were gonna say the arena in jeffersonville because multiple people have given me that one and they say that it's absolutely terrifying so it is a creepy basement it is 
All right, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I had such a great time just being able to shoot the shit with you. This one really meant a lot to me. Uh, do you want to like just throw out your ads, uh, where to buy merch and stuff, quick? Um, just DM me at on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever at or invite. Um, super easy to find. Real, real laid back with the merch stuff. If you message me, I will take a look in my bag and see if I have something, and I will mail it to you otherwise you can get it at the no holds barred shows or the king of the death matches or wherever wherever i've got coming up all right man uh good luck next weekend good luck at king of the death matches and uh, i can't wait to see you in a few weeks i appreciate it thank you so much for having me on all right man take care and stay safe all right see ya bye all right Literally can't say enough great things about him. And, oh, sorry. Please go, and there's so much stuff of his to watch. If you're a GCW fan and somehow you've you've missed his matches, go back and watch him. Uh, ICW Milwaukee, can't say enough great things about them, too. All their, a lot of their shows are on uh, Smart Mark, and they're cheap. They really are. And there's just so much good stuff to watch. And then finally, ICW, No Holds Barred. Uh, I can't wait for this weekend. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, go watch the the shows on IWTV if you haven't already. Uh, I know there's a, a promo code, but I can't remember it right now because I'm somehow just a fucking idiot. But there is. There, find them on fucking on Facebook and or Twitter and search them. There's there's they're, they're, Danny's pushing this so much, so it's not gonna be hard to find that promo code. Go watch the last three volumes of No Holds Barred, because it's, it's absolutely fucking insane, and especially the last two being outside, so, uh, you know where to find me, Facebook is Alone in the Basement, same as Instagram, Twitter's AITB Podcast, as always, thank you to my beautiful, wonderful wife, Shelby, uh, for, you know, even letting me go in a few weeks, it's, it's fucking crazy, when you have three kids, for your wife to be that fucking supportive, and to understand how much it means to you, uh, is, is just crazy, she's the fucking best. And uh, that's all I got. Uh, I will be back in a few days. I'm going to be talking to Alex Ocean, uh, who is going to be facing Orin. So this this should be interesting to, to hear his side of the things. Uh, and I'll talk to you all then. Love you guys. Bye.